Hey guys, thanks for joining us. It's Brittany and Joseph. As the name suggests, we're a couple of millennial Catholics. That's right. We are a married couple. We are millennials and we are Catholics. Oh yeah, and we're also parents. In the process of learning our faith more, we hope to inspire our children to live their faith every day and to be an example to them. And in the end, we hope to inspire you. So let's go. Hey everybody, it's Joe. And Brittany. We're back. We're glad to have you guys back again. Um, we are going to jump into some uh, awesome stuff today. Today is the start of, not the start of Lent, but we're going to talk about Lent today and kind of dive into that. Yeah, so the um, there's going to be a couple parts to this. The first part is our priest shared with us some questions and answers, common questions about Lent. Um, he said he got it from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, though. So, um, so basically, one of us will read the question, one of us will read the answer. It's just common things people usually are asking during Lent. Um, and then the second part of the episode, we're just going to kind of talk personally about um, what we're doing this Lent and why. And we'll see where the Holy Spirit leads us. Yeah, we're just kind of just trying to, you know getting into the Lenten spirit, if you want to call it, and just trying to, you know, really dive into this and just be fully immersed into it, you know, because, you know, a lot of times in our life, we just kind of do every Lenten season, we'll be giving up here, I'm going to give up my same chocolate every single year, so I, you know, we want to do more than that uh, between me and Brittany, and we kind of just want to dive into deeper other different parts of Lent and kind of remind ourselves of, of what it's actually all about. Um, all right, so like what Brittany said, we have a Q&A just to kind of go over Lent and different things or questions you might have. So the first one would be, um, why do we say that there are 40 days of Lent? When you count all the days from Ash Wednesday through Holy Saturday, there are 46. So the answer, it might be more accurate to say that there is the 40-day fast within Lent. Historically, Lent has varied from a week to three weeks to the present configuration of 46 days. The 40-day fast, however, has been more stable. The Sundays of Lent are certainly part of the time of Lent, but they are not prescribed days of fast and abstinence. All right, next question. So does that mean that when we give something up for Lent, such as candy, can we have it on a Sunday or all the Sundays? The answer, apart from the prescribed days of fast and abstinence on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday and the days of abstinence every Friday of Lent, Catholics have traditionally chosen additional penitential practices for the whole time of Lent. These practices are disciplinary in nature and often more effective if they are continuous, like kept on Sundays as well. But that being said, such practices are not regulated by the church but by individual conscience. So basically that's saying it's kind of up to you if you want to still do them on Sundays or not. Yeah, it's kind of surprising, um, you know, because you know, I was always kind of confused as to what, uh, if you were supposed to continue with it or not, but it, I think it makes good practice and it kind of keeps you in the Latin mindset of 
what you're giving up and why you're giving it up for. And um, it's just a good way of going about it and just kind of keeps you in the rhythm of things instead of kind of stopping, you know, kind of remind you, kind of have to remind yourself why you're doing it. Um, next question. I understand that all the Fridays of Lent are days of absence from meat, but I'm not sure what is classified as meat. Does meat include chicken and dairy products? Abstinence laws consider that meat comes only from animals such as chickens, cows, sheep, or pigs, all of which live on land. Birds are also considered meat. Abstinence does not include meat juices and liquid foods made from meat. Thus, such foods as chicken broth, soups cooked or flavored with meat, meat gravies or sauces, as well as seasonings or condiments made from animal fat are technically not forbidden. However, moral theologians have traditionally taught that we should abstain from all animal-derived products except foods such as gelatin, butter, cheese, and eggs, which do not have any meat taste. Fish are a different category of animal. Salt and freshwater species of fish and salt and shellfish are permitted. And I'm sure, you know, even those that who are Catholic listening to this sometimes think, okay, that sounds kind of tedious. You know, what, what are we trying to get at here? So I kind of encourage you guys to ask your, your, uh, your priest, you know, why, why so being so specific about absence from meat, you know, and I'm sure he can give you a more detailed answer. Um, you know, even looking into your catechism, if you have one or even look it up online, you know, it's cause sometimes people kind of get hung up on like quote unquote rules of the Catholic church. So, you know, sometimes you kind of have to do your own digging to kind of figure that out for yourself. So to kind of help you know why you're doing it. So, all right, next question. I've noticed that restaurants and grocery stores advertise specials on expensive types of fish and seafood on Fridays during Lent. Some of my Catholic friends take advantage of these deals, but somehow I don't feel right treating myself to the lobster special on Fridays during Lent. While fish, lobster, and other shellfish are not considered meat and can be consumed on days of abstinence, indulging in the lavish buffet at your favorite seafood place sort of misses the point. Abstaining from meat and other indulgences during Lent is a penitential practice. On the Fridays of Lent, we remember the sacrifice of Christ on Good Friday and unite ourselves with that sacrifice through abstinence and prayer. You got to remember... Jesus did this for four days and 40 nights. He didn't take no breaks. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, I, I always remind myself, sometimes I'll kind of meditate on Jesus when he was in the, in the, in the desert 40 days and 40 nights. And I thought, you know, he's go he went to astronomically way more suffering than I did. And I, I can at least do this for him for the, during Lent. So kind of put things in perspective, kind of help, refocus, recenter, and kind of keep going forward during Lent season. All right, next question. I understand that Catholics ages 18 to 59 should fast on Ash Wednesday and on Good Friday, but what exactly are the rules for these fasts? Fasting on these days means we can have only one full meatless meal. 
Some food can be taken at the other regular meal times if necessary, but combined they should be less than a full meal. Liquids are allowed at any time, but no solid food should be consumed between meals. So yeah, I kind of, I felt like this was a good one because sometimes I kind of catch myself asking Brittany, like, what's the rule again? <laughs> um, so I think kind of in a nutshell, one normal meal and two small meals that would normally equal a normal meal. So essentially like two normal meals, but broken up, right? I think it said less than. Less than? Um, so one full meal, and then you can have something at the other regular meal times, but combined, the two of them should be less than a full meal. Okay, good. We're all learning together here, <laughs> so it's good that we went over that. <laughs> at least I found that out. That's good. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's always good to know that. So, all right. Next, last question. Are there exemptions other than for age from the requirement to fast on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday? All right, pregnant ladies like me, listen up. Here's the answer. Those that are excused from fasting and abstinence outside the age limits include the physically or mentally ill, including individuals suffering from chronic illnesses such as diabetes. Also excluded are pregnant or nursing women. In all cases, common sense should prevail, and ill persons should not further jeopardize their health by fasting. Yeah. Again, that's always uh, something good you can go to your priest about to kind of get clarification if, if it's a, uh, a you know, sickness or disease or something that kind of affects your health that you're not totally sure about. Um, I would totally go to your priest and kind of figure that out and pick his brain because I'm sure they'll give you a, a good answer. So. And honestly, like, even if you are pregnant or nursing, like, you can kind of judge yourself. Like, for me, it's really not, I don't, it doesn't seem that hard or difficult for me, pregnant or nursing, to give up meat. So, I pretty much stick with with the abstinence on Fridays. Um, fasting, on the other hand, is a lot harder <laughs> when you are pregnant or nursing. You need those calories. So, um, but those are the rules. So... Yeah, if you are pregnant or nursing, you are excused from those. Um, but with that being said, you can also find other ways, things to give up. Um, maybe eat your food more bland, um, only have water to drink, just other things you can do to kind of stick with remembering Christ's sacrifice that's not harming you or your child. <laughs> yeah. All right, we kind of, I think we want to kind of jump into kind of a what we want to talk about next, um, what, what we kind of usually, me and Brittany do, uh, personal on a personal level for Lent, um, Brittany, you want to kind of go first as to what you, how you go about Lent and what you either give up or add or what you normally do or yeah, what you're so actually doing this year? I actually, I don't know, at least in the recent years, I try to put a lot more thought and prayer into what I should do for Lent, um, in the past, it'd kind of be like, oh, uh-oh, it's Ash Wednesday. What should I do? And i just pick something on a whim. Um, but obviously, like, we want this Lenten season to be, you know, beneficial, fruitful, a time we are really growing in our faith and growing closer to the Lord. So I feel like this year I started really early, like, just thinking about it more and stuff. Um, 
And I kind of took a different, different approach this year. Um, so one thing, how did it start? So one thing I thought of was, what do I need to work on? Because it's actually funny, like, <laughs> I noticed Joseph and I, we'd kind of start telling each other what <laughs> what we thought the other person should do. <laughs> so I'd be like, hey, maybe you should give up your snooze alarm because his snooze was annoying me. But <laughs> we were pointing out things in each other. And while that can be, like, good humor, you know, there is some truth to it. Like, we know each other, like, he knows me better than anyone does. So he 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 knows my soul, you know, he knows what I really do need to work on while it can be funny, like he really does know that about me um so I actually had been um like unrelated to this, I had been praying about areas in my life um like if I had any root sin that needed worked on and things like that. And I had found, um, I don't know, it was like a sort of like a questionnaire to kind of go through some different things and like pinpoint areas you need work. And um, when I was doing that, um, I wanted his input on it because it actually, what I read, kind of recommended that. It said sometimes it's hard for you to like see yourself clearly. Because uh, truthfully, the enemy doesn't want to see, doesn't want you to see um, yourself clearly because he wants to keep you trapped in whatever sin or Confused vice. Confused and you know, out of the so loop. sometimes he will cause confusion or cause you to not um, be able to see that clearly. So I did ask Joseph to help me like answer these questions, just like kind of like, do I struggle with this? Do I struggle with that? You know, do I, is this a strength or weakness sort of thing? And, um, some of the things it was like pointing to, or that stood out to me were, um, do you remember specifically what they were? <laughs> like, it was kind of like, um, like going out of your way for others, yeah, uh, doing good things for others, or like doing things for others when it's not easy, like like he said, going out of your way, thinking of yourself, going more the than extra other mile, um, doing the hard things, yeah. um, and we also recently like had been learning more about virtues and vices and um, something that you know we kind of talked about me needing to work on was fortitude um you can probably can you explain what fortitude is uh fortitude i'm not definitely not perfect at it at all (laughs) but um kind of like i'm probably completely paraphrasing this and probably not doing the great of job so i take fortitude as like the want to 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 pursue you know your goals and your dreams and different things in life and a general standpoint, not from a spiritual standpoint, but fortitude to like, you know, you're almost like your willpower. Is it kind of like perseverance? Yeah. And like, but there's a difference between, there's a difference between, um, uh, perseverance and fortitude. I will admit that. But I think, uh, I think fortitude is like the willingness to pursue the arduous, like the hard things in order to get what you were, your goal i could be that could be perseverance itself but i'm thinking that's what fortitude is so basically willing to go through the hard things to get you know to your goal the thing you want to do so 
you know, be able to go through that pain, go through that struggle to get to where you want to go. Okay. And even if we're not getting the definition right, you see the point, the theme of what I, um, what I need to work on. And so, um, basically just like doing the hard stuff, um, going out of my way for others, that sort of thing. So, uh, I ended up coming up with this idea of doing, of working on that, but of doing something, something, um, for God, something for myself and something for someone else, for others. And Joseph ends up being the benefit of that one. So (laughs) what I am doing is, um, the way I'm working on that for God is to make sure I do, uh, I pray the rosary every single day. Um, and it's not that I wasn't praying the rosary at all before. I would say probably more than 50% of the time I was doing it every day. Um, but the times I won it was always because like, oh, I just got too busy today or, Um, like the reasoning was because I wasn't doing it when it got hard. (laughs) Like, yeah, if I have the time or we're saying it together as a family or I'm on a drive, whatever, then it's easy to do it. I can get it in. But the days I wouldn't do it was the days it was hard to do it. And so that's how for God, even when it's hard, even when I run out of time or whatever, making sure I get the full rosary in every day. Um, and then the way I'm doing it for myself, um, is to work out three days a week, which I know probably doesn't sound like much to some people. Um, I used to work out like when we were dating and stuff or before kids, I worked out a lot. And then you get pregnant and you get tired and you get, and then you have kids and you're busy and whatever. And so I just didn't make it a priority anymore. But um, I wanted to set that goal for myself um, again, so that even when it's hard, I'm still forcing myself to do it. I know there will be benefits, you know, doing it in pregnancy to help with labor and everything also. So that was the thing for me that I wanted to do. And then what I'm doing for Joseph is every day to ask him. So every day of Lent, I ask him, (coughs) what's something I can do for you today? Um, so that really puts the ball on his court. He can be as easy or hard as he wants on me. Um, it typically <laughs> ends up being pack my lunch for the next day. Um, he has always told me how much he appreciates having his lunch packed for him and it just saves him time and stuff. So that's typically what it is or like pick out my clothes yeah. or pack my gym good bag stuff. sort good of things. Um, so that is how I'm spending my Lent. But it's funny because I didn't even realize this until we, until just now tonight. But speaking on how I need to work on doing what's hard, I was just thinking about what I've done the past few years for Lent. And even though it's been like beneficial, I, I just realized what I've been doing the last couple years is stuff that I wanted to do. <laughs> so like talk about taking the easy the easy way, even though it wasn't easy, but like for instance, last year I wanted to spend more time in scripture. And so um I actually think I've done that for a couple years now. I would, you know, um 
get up early or whatever, make sure I had time set aside to read the Bible and take some notes and stuff. Um, but it's just funny because that it was stuff I was like, what do I want to do? <laughs> and like, oh, it's just ironic but, I mean, because it's like, yeah. that's what it was stuff that's like, you know, I wasn't doing, I, I should have asked myself, what do I not want to do and do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still beneficial. It's awesome being God's word, but it's just funny to think back that that's how I went about it the last couple of years was, what do I want to do this year? <laughs> but anyway, I, go ahead. And, I mean, yeah, what she, what she was saying, like, it's good that she wanted to read scripture and everything. Like, that's a very good thing. Like, for a lot of people, for most people, that's a great thing. But I think Brittany, what she's trying to say in all this is she's trying to work on her willingness to do the things that are hard for her. Yeah. They don't have to be physically hard necessarily. It's just the things that she's she's trying to hone in on, obviously, doing this for God and others, what she gave up for Lent or trying to do more of. And in doing so, she's doing things that she doesn't normally want to do, but she's doing it to you know, sharpen her fortitude and and get better at that. So that's kind of the whole idea behind it. You know, right? Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, I guess we'll get into... So when Brittany presented to me what she was doing, I was like, oh, man, you made me look like a chump. <laughs> <laughs> like, you put so much thought and effort into this, which I did too, but, like, she, she definitely, I feel like, went above and beyond me. But... I'm just like, man, you really are going all out this line. You're good for you. Like, this is awesome. I mean, granted, some of it's for me. I wasn't saying for that reason, <laughs> but I thought she put a lot of effort into it. She was very, I thought she was very precise in what she was trying to hone in on and what she wanted to work on for God, which I thought was great. I thought it was a perfect Latin promise and I actually bragged about it at work and people I oh, talked to and family. I did because I thought it was great. <clears throat> but, Anyways, um, I did although tell- I'm sure some husbands would appreciate you telling their wives, like, "Well, my wife is asking me what she can do for <laughs> me every day." That really wasn't what I was trying to get at, but that is, I can see how they come off that way. But anyways, but um, but yeah, with my Lenten promises, um, I did pray about it a little bit beforehand before Lent started. So I kind of because over the past couple of years, I feel like. I've, you know, I've made efforts into making my Lenten promises, but I seem to have failed in the past and kind of got, kind of have gotten me discouraged in all, a lot of it. And this year I wanted it to be something that I know I succeed in and doing every single day and not messing up and not slipping. So, um, in recent years I've, you know, <clears throat> kind of taken into the diet approach of giving up candy, giving up junk food or pop or what have you, but I feel like this year I wanted to be more so uh, tailored to like me and coming closer to God and what's going to help me come closer to God, taking away something that I like so that way it leaves more room in my heart and my my mind to fill it with God rather than the thing that I overindulge in. So I kind of took a more unique approach this year. So I I've been trying to. I want to do this year something. I want to. I want to add something to my life, but I also want to take something away from my life. So <clears throat> I want to add something good, take away something bad. So what I'm adding is, um, as I'm trying to listen and read the Catechism of the Catholic Church every day for, for the forty days. 
Um, and hopefully I can kind of continue it after Lent and kind of get through the whole catechism is my goal. Uh, the reason behind that is because a lot of the times, you know, I'll be talking to a friend, coworker, a family member even, or anybody that I talk to, and we'll be talking about something with the Catholic faith, a certain teaching, and I don't have a reasoning behind it why I'm doing it. I just know that's what I was taught, and they asked me why, and I don't have an answer, and I don't like that. <laughs> and I always tell myself, I'm going to look at the catechism someday, and I'm going to find that answer. So I thought, you know what, this is the year I'm going to find those answers, and I really want to know. But um, because, you know, I don't want, you know, they, you're supposed to learn about your faith and know why you're doing something. That's, I'm, a, I'm that type of person. I want to know why I'm doing something. I don't want just to be following it blindly. But a lot of times, you know, in faith, that's sometimes what you got to do. You got to follow it blindly because that's what God asks of us. But anyways, I just, I kind of want to, you know, when I give that answer to someone, I want to know what I'm saying is true. And, I, mean, I know it's true, but I want to know more about it and I have more confidence in saying it because I know why I'm saying it, why I'm answering it. Because, and then if you know, you know the truth behind it, you can better explain your answer and give more, um, more of a, just a better answer to the person you're explaining it to. More credibility is what I'm trying to get at. So I'm doing that every day. I found a podcast um, of going over each page of the catechism, explaining it and breaking it down. Super, super beneficial so far. I'm learning a lot about the faith, our Catholic faith in a deeper level. Uh, in a way, you can kind of teach it in a way, which that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Um, so that's what I'm adding into my life. And one thing I'm taking away, it's kind of a unique idea, but I, I am not wearing my covers to bed every single night. And you're like, huh? I thought, okay, you know, my whole life I have worn covers to bed. It's, a, I guess, more of a comfort thing, I guess. But, you know, I haven't really thought about that. But, you know, I thought, how about I just take something, a comfort away from my life? So I've been doing it thinking, okay, this is, it shouldn't be that hard, but it's attainable. I can do it. I can get through it without, without cheating, you know, throughout Lent, and I'm going to be good. But let me tell you, the first couple nights were actually pretty rough, actually. You don't really realize how much you, you know, like covers because all throughout the night, I'm just kind of kind of waking up every, you know, every couple hours, kind of tossing and turning. You just, you're just so used to having that comfort, that, that pressure on top of you. Now you don't have it. It's like, okay, I'm just laying in bed. I feel weird. But that's kind of the whole idea behind it is to kind of, you know, sacrifice something in your life so you can kind of bring more just be take something you like in your life so you can put god in it and i just kind of feel like when you take something away during lent it really at the end of it it brings you clarity you're able to think you're able to think more clear being able to see god more and just be able to hear his voice better i'm not saying i can hear god all the time now after lent i'm just what i'm trying to get at is that you know whenever i like you know fast even not even during Lent, like one time a week, I always feel like I just feel closer to God and I feel more just my brain feels clearer. You know, I can feel like I can I can just hear God more and just feel God more in my life. And that's kind of the idea when I'm giving something up for Lent is to kind of feel God more and hear him more and come closer to him. And I think that's kind of, you know, the idea of Lent and giving things up and yeah it's so funny 
Like, Lenten promises <clears throat> totally have to be tailored to each person because he told me, you know, he's given up the blankets or whatever. And, you know, I've got pregnancy hormones making me sweat every night. So I, like, kick the covers off. I'm like, get these things off of me. <laughs> I can't stand to have the covers on me. And for him, it's a sacrifice. Yeah. For me, I'm like, I'm so hot. Get these covers off. We're very different in that aspect. <laughs> but um, another thing I wanted to say, like, you know, when you, like, just for, you know, I helped you to help you kind of recenter and refocus when you're going through Lent um, to kind of help motivate you, kind of keep going, um, is that just think of Jesus when he was in the desert. He was tempted with every temptation you can possibly imagine for us. So that that kind of gives me counsel and it gives me just comfort knowing that Jesus already went through that. The temptation you're going through right now, the struggle you're going through right now, Jesus went through it. And you have, you can have confidence knowing he did. And knowing that he went through it and he did it for us makes you think, if he can do it, I can do it. Because that's why he did it, to show that we can do it with him. And it just kind of helps me knowing that, okay, you know, I'm, ha- I'm struggling right now. Uh, I'm not getting sleep or I really want that candy. I really want that pop, but... You know, he went through it for us, so why can't we do it for him? And if he can do it, I can do it. I don't know. I just, I always feel like I need that little extra motivation to kind of keep going, you know, to kind of pursue that goal of coming closer to God during Lent. So, do you have anything to say to that, Brittany, at all? Um, that you can relate to at all? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I was just thinking, like, part of my motivation this time around, knowing like I'm working on, like, what I'm doing is something I need to work on. Like, I feel like that helps me this time around because it's not just like, oh, I gave up. I don't know. Like, it just gives it more meaning that, like, to know this is a weakness that I have that I need to work on. And, like, you've told me before, like, so many things that you sacrifices you've made or whatever is you like think of um like maybe for a family member who needs prayer or whatever sometimes having even extra motivation like that um like so it's not just for yourself um of course for Lent like you're doing it for God too so that should be motivation enough but if you need an extra motivation like if you have a family member who needs prayer or um, I don't know why that's the only thing coming to my mind, but, um, having that extra motivation to offer it up for someone or something, uh, can be helpful too, to keep you going when it gets tough. And, and, you know, we're human, we're weak and there's nothing wrong with needing motivation. Like, you know, if it motivates you to do God's will, then that's a good thing. I feel like that's in my personal opinion. So don't feel bad or get you know, feel bad about yourself for needing motivation. You know, we're all human. We're weak. That's why we're doing this because we're weak and we we want to become stronger for Jesus and God. So that kind of the whole idea behind that. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I guess just to give an example, the rosary part of mine, I'm doing that for God, but I can also double it up as like, okay, I know this person needs prayer. So I'm also going to offer this rosary for this person or um the workout the workouts like you know every it's good to work out and be healthy but i also tell myself like if i 
do these workouts now. It'll help me like ha- hopefully have like a better labor and delivery. Um, so just that. And then, uh, you know, doing, asking Joseph what I can help with him, help him with each day. Um, I try to, while I'm doing it. So if it's like packing his lunch, pray for him during that time and like offer it up for him. Um, so yeah, just that extra motivation. Yeah. And I feel like, I honestly feel like during Lent or when we're fasting or just if you practice any fasting, you know, outside of Lent, I really feel like when I, when I practice um, fasting on a weekly basis or in general, it helps me become stronger in a way. And I don't see it like instantaneously, but I feel it like I feel it and I see it in the weeks following, like, for instance, you know, um, it helps me feel like I have more temperance and more prudence in hard situations. For example, you know, when I come home from work and, uh, or me and Brady come home from work and they were having the exchange between the babysitter and us. And then things are just kind of chaotic between like, you know, that time and dinner time, everyone's starving, everyone's hungry, everyone needs everything. You're just gonna, your head wants to spin. You know, I'm sure you guys can relate. There are parents out there. Um, I kind of feel like I have a little more strength to kind of resist the urge to kind of freak out myself and to, you know, scream with everybody else at the same time. But I kind of feel like I'm a little bit stronger in that area to like resist the temptation to like freak out or snap at somebody. But I'm instead of snapping, I'm I'm just kind of calming down and just trying to be what everyone needs me to be in the moment instead of just you know, being emotional and crazy. I'm instead of being emotional, crazy, I'm more so just okay. If I freak out, everyone else is going to freak out. So let's just try to be the calming force and all that. It's just kind of something that I've noticed about myself in fasting. I I feel like it kind of gives me strength to be a better husband and a better father in those instances. And this is not like, you know, look at me, it's more so just kind of give you guys motivation to kind of try it out. If you don't do it already, if you do, great. I'm sure you guys are doing it more than me. So, but. All right. Anything else or close with prayer? Um, what do you, uh, what, uh, what's the, what's our phrase we normally do? Uh, learn from us, learn with us. Learn with us. Yeah, I, I, I have slipped in my brain. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like. Something we've been kind of hearing in our, um, we've been having some Lenten mission mission uh, activities at our parish, and the phrase um, "getting out of Jesus's way." And when I hear that, it's like, okay, that sounds kind of harsh. But um, what it's how it's been described to me is that you know, a lot of the times, you know, I feel like when um, I'm kind of teaching it or not teaching, but like you talking to people about Jesus and. If they have a question, I may explain things to them. I kind of find myself prideful in a way to the point where my pride's getting in the way of describing Jesus to other people. Um, and I feel like Jesus is kind of saying in a, in, a, in a better way that I'm describing, like, get out of the way. Like, don't put your spiritual pride or your pride in like, oh, you know, they're going to praise me for saying this. Don't let that get in the way of what your actual message message is about Jesus to them. Like your your whole idea is to get your get the whole Jesus's word out to other people instead of having people praise you for what you're saying. Um, I kind of just felt like it kind of really spoke to me, and you know I'm sure, I don't know if anybody else 
struggles with that. But like, um, for example, to kind of, you know, bring it down to another level, um, when I'm fasting at work or around other people throughout the day, you know, I'm tempted to be like, man, I'm so tired. I'm so hungry. Look at what I'm doing. You know, in a way, when I do that, it's kind of like, okay, look at me. And when I'm fasting, I'm fasting for God, but I'm also just saying like, look how, look how much I'm struggling. You know, that's not good. You don't, it's not about you. You're struggling, you're struggling for God and your messages, your messages, it's about, it's about God, not about you, you know? So I just feel like that kind of hit home and it's something I want to practice and I feel like I could share it with you guys. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the less of me and more of you, God. Yeah, don't get in the way. That's what I feel like God's saying. Don't get in the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> All right. Brittany, you want to close us in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and, and the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the ability to be able to share our faith with others. Um, I pray for our Lenten journey and for all those listening that this Lent would just be a time that we all draw closer to you. We learn from you. Take us into your heart, Lord. Show us more of you. More of you and less of us. Make this a fruitful season. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, guys. We love... Um, hearing from you and we love uh, spreading just talking about God with each other and with you guys yeah let us uh, know what you're doing for Lent this year yeah we'd love to hear it have a good one bye God bless bye